welcome to the Jam Jar Jill podcast. I'm Jill of jamjarjill.com. I have been a eco-influencer and been building up my eco-brand for about 12 years now. It started as a blog and it's progressed onto all the different platforms. I'm also a virtual assistant now as of 18 months ago over at JJGVA Services. So if you need any help for your small business, please give me a shout in email marketing, social media, admin, anything like that. I'm always interested in collaborating with everyone, really. I just love collaboration over competition. It's definitely the way forward in life as far as I'm concerned. That said, this is my latest concept. My latest passion project is my podcast, which I've been running for about 18 months as well. And it's kind of niched into having really interesting discussions with people in the holistic health space, which is very much part and parcel of my eco-influencer brand. I feel that, you know, trying to bring in a more natural way of living and investigating different holistic therapies is a brilliant way to try and bring more nature and reconnect to nature within your life question the status quo basically so I hope that you'll find these conversations educational informative and entertaining media student right here or media graduate as I should say today's guest is Vicky Henderson who is a Reiki healer and many other things which we will go into I met Vicky on Starseed Networking which is an online networking which is run for free through Eventbrite. And I will put the link to it below because if you're into anything woo-woo, <laughs> it's for you. It's brilliant. It's got usually at least 100 people on a call, isn't it, Vicky? From all over the world in all the holistic specialisms. And you just have such a great format on there and specialist guests. And it's just a really beautiful blend between both business and holistic health and woo-woo and all. <laughs> and uh, you just have some fascinating conversations with fascinating people on there. And you meet yourself some wonderful new connections like Vicky here. <laughs> so let's start off by just saying welcome to the show, Vicky, and please go ahead and introduce yourself with who you are, where you're from, and how you got into Reiki and woo-woo. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, great intro. I am now age 44 and from being as tiny as, <clears throat> excuse me, as tiny as I can remember, I remember talking with animals, seeing people in the room. My best friend was Agatha, who my mum said is my imaginary friend. I can see how we played. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um and then, so it's always been there, but as you grow up and you realise others in society aren't quite of the same view, you keep something quite quiet. Mm -hmm. But then coming into adulthood, it's all just kind of downloaded. And they do call it a, a, a download. And the the amount of learning that's come through in these energetic downloads and, and learnings and experiences are phenomenal. Some might say, oh, you're just a good all-round spiritualist girl, I call myself woo-woo because it incorporates everything. It doesn't put me in a box. 
I'm not it's not a religious belief it's a it's not learning from religious teachings or a book it's learning through own experiences of feeling vibrational energy encountering uh connections witnessing uh you know all the things around us that we witness that we've heard seen felt tasted smelt and then having conversations with other people who go yeah I've felt that I've found that you know they've not read it in a book and gone yes this is my belief system so Mm. you know putting someone spiritualist isn't putting them in a religious belief it's Mm. just an inner belief system an inner understanding and Reiki is one of the things that I find incredible I find it fascinating I'm Mm -hmm. so passionate about it Mm -hmm. and in all honesty Reiki is something that I've only studied I only became qualified in April of this year and yet I've been doing healing is since my early 20s and there there isn't actually a humongous amount of difference between spiritual energy healing and Reiki healing apart from the methodology that you go through the process that you go through to get to that healing vibrational energy that you're channeling So, yeah, talking through the difference between spiritual energy healing and Reiki healing is something that a lot of people are um, fascinated to hear about. Well, is it different? You know, Mm. it's it's almost like societal acceptance of Reiki healing is really broad, Mm. Um, whereas spiritual energy healing, everyone's like, yeah, but that's just woo-woo. That's a bit... But actually, it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> Which that interesting, because that's just really marketing, isn't it? And yeah. uh, this is why I find interesting about marketing is it's not necessarily just advertising on the TV. Fundamentally, marketing comes from word of yeah. mouth, people yeah. talking, things yeah. like coming in and people going, oh, that is OK, because, you know, you get that in uh, in spas yeah. and stuff. So yeah. that, that that's safe. That's yeah. safe. um yeah so the the difference between um reiki and spiritual energy things like with reiki there are so many types of reiki so many forms of reiki there's angelic reiki there's the reiki association there's jigadon reiki there's um crystal reiki healing there's mm. all these different types but actually all of the types are just vibrational energy healing Mm. channeling vibrational energy from source and the term reiki was coined by one man in 1922 who was where where is he from that's what i was going to ask like where is the concept of reiki from japan japan Japan. okay yeah so mikaru sensei was a a buddhist monk Mm -hmm. in japan 1922 he discovered enlightenment he went up a mountain and took himself to the brink of life don't recommend anyone tries this (laughs) you don't need to do this to get enlightenment and in that moment he then discovered that he could um, channel vibrational healing energy healing for the greater good of himself and for others which is remarkable but then strive to develop a methodology to enhance that healing method to its greatest 
possibility to gain the greatest amount of energy, if that makes sense, that you're channeling the purest and always for the greatest good. And with that intention set within the practitioner, it then floods through into the receiver, if that makes mm. sense. Yeah, it does. It does. There's there's Reiki and there's spiritual energy healing. And they both work very similar in that they're both a hands-on or hands-off. So you can have your hands actually physically on the recipient or yourself or just touching into the first auric layer, which is around an inch away from the body, about an inch away from the skin. And you can heal with through either either level. And it is purely to clear any energy blockages by channeling intensive vibrational healing energy into the recipient, which is purely to stimulate the body's natural healing systems and promote healing from within. The body knows how to heal. And if, when you consider that every cell in the body regenerates continuously, so that to the degree that over a seven year period, every cell within the body has completely regenerated, you're almost like a brand new person every seven years. But where you hold an energy blockage, where there is a negativity or an anxiety or a, a, a worrisome thought process or a resentment or anger or fear, wherever that energy mass is held within the body, it inhibits the cells within that space to regenerate. Um, and there's a huge line of, of understanding and there is scientific research to back it up. There's a woman called Jill Edwards um, mm -hmm. who she writes a lot about it in Conscious Medicine. You can read about it in there. It's a brilliant book, highly recommend it. Talking about where different thoughts or worries or angers or bitternesses or, you know, if somebody's being, if they're very inflexible and very stubborn and always right, you know, it tends to be a back issue that is yeah. the place where their, their energy is held within themselves. So there are key places where you know you can go to heal that person by channeling energy into a certain place to help clear mm. the energy blockage that then allows the body to do what it knows how to do. It mm. knows how to recover. It knows how to heal. We just sometimes get in its way. Um, There's so many things I want to just touch on from what you just said. Sorry, I'm just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm always trying to do and what I'm always trying to come to, Vicky, is this um, make this as listenable as possible to people who know nothing about this space at all. Okay. So I try and <laughs> ask the layman questions and break down the things um, so that they can go, oh, okay, that's great. Um, so couple of things so you said like the guy who invented was it the kind of reiki which you do or just reiki in general all of it so i actually do spiritual energy healing and reiki the type of reiki that i trained in is a type called jigidan reiki there are so many kinds of reiki available today there's crystal reiki healing there's angelic reiki healing there's all sorts of different reiki associations um, it, and all, many of, it all originates in Japan, does it? It all originated from this one guy in Japan. However, yeah. with Chinese whispers and, you know, with being passed down over the years through different people and some have added bits, some have taken bits away, some have been missed from the original training manuals. Mm. Um, 
the, the all the different types of Reiki have evolved into their own little ways. Yeah, however, as with everything. <laughs> as with everything. However, yeah. they all work on a very similar basis. And just and because... energy one... centres, which is also taken on board um, with things like acupuncture, with shiatsu. We had, like, shiatsu person on here, Tanya. Um, I haven't had an acupuncturist yet. That's on my list. <laughs> but it, it's interesting, again, to me, the comparisons, because I know from doing yoga, I know the chakras, and there's yeah. chakras and then there's energy centers and there's chi and there's yeah. you know and there is a crossover between those and and the whole chakra system and everything comes from more India doesn't it and then yeah. the kind of chi and um energy centers and stuff originates from China and Japan right is yeah, that absolutely. generally absolutely. in terms right yeah. cool so that yeah. I wanted to touch on that and I also wanted to touch on I came across Reiki myself actually from years ago one of my husband's friends exes was woo woo <laughs> and um, she got in she used to use it as a way they had young children and and she mm. used it to like soothe her children to sleep and I found that really, really um, and she kind of described it to me is that you rub your hands together and then you can feel this like energy between yeah. and I can just now and you do do that and again it's that crossover piece between yoga and tai chi tai chi yeah. is kind of more um china and japan and that side and then yoga is india but it's all like i love that energy holding the energy ball thing and i can feel it now if i'm doing that yeah and it it's is quite it's amazing effective practice really effective practice and it all of it is effective there isn't one that's right and one that's wrong they're all right mm. because they all harness vibrational energy and the way that the energy moves around our body can be harnessed in so many ways and this mm. is where a lot of people kind of go yeah but what energy in your body where are you channeling it from and that comes down to science mm. when you consider that everything on this planet is made out of individual molecules and whether it's solid, liquid or gas depends on how the molecules are packed together, how tightly packed together and how they vibrate between each other. That defines whether it's solid, liquid or gas. We are no different. We are mm. made of molecules. A molecule consists... It all comes from the stars. It does. A molecule consists of a cluster of atoms. Mm. And an atom comprises uh, 0.001% physical mass. Mm. And the rest of it, 99.9999, how many nines, energy. Right. So when you think, if you sat there in your chair, are made of all these atoms that make mm. molecules that make you, mm. and you think that the physical mass of you is only 0.001% of you, and the rest of you is energy, how mm. huge your energetic field is, mm then it makes sense that if we only ever treat the physical element of ourselves mm. and never treat the energetic element of ourselves, we're only ever treating this tiny, tiny proportion of ourselves. Mm. Mm. Um, and your conscious thought, your emotion, your belief system, mm. every thought that you have is a vibrational energy that you emit. Every word that you speak, whether you speak it, blah, and the sound vibration that comes out your mouth, or whether you think it, they both emit a vibrational energy. 
any self-belief systems that you have like the world is a dangerous place you hold that belief system you're angry mm-hmm. at your ex-partner for that hurtful thing that they did you're mm-hmm. holding a resentment within yourself because they and, also say don't they that muscles hold memory yes as does um, water yeah water holds memory and we are what 70 or 80 percent water yeah how much we drank the night before <laughs> it's fascinating isn't it it is fascinating how much mm. all these things and what I think I love about this holistic world and looking at it in this way is that we are part of the world we are part of nature we are so uh, part of everything and yeah. like the concept of doing like grounding and all that sort of thing I yeah. love that you know and I think you know I really came to I mean I always was brought up to believe nature was healing but I think really during lockdown and COVID and everything and actually going out and making sure I have time in the garden at a minimum each day um, and actually soaking in the nature around me. And even in that complete chaotic when we didn't even know what COVID was, we just thought like the world's about to end kind of craziness. Yeah. Like, not allowed to see your closest, nearest and dearest. I wasn't allowed to see my parents. I had like two-year-old twins and I was like, what, oh, yes, what am I going to do? You know, and it yeah. was heartbreaking. It was so heartbreaking. But you, I mean, it's, I feel like we've it's now been past it to a degree, <laughs> but it's yeah. almost like it's the nearest thing which our generation has experienced to a war in the and and that might sound melodramatic but it it really was like something yeah. much bigger than us is controlling our day-to-day lives and yeah. um, in a way that actually I genuinely had the belief and you know it was true to a degree yeah. that my parents were vulnerable. My parents, until we knew what this thing was, we shouldn't physically see them. We shouldn't touch mm-hmm. them. Like, we didn't know what it was. And when I was spiralling, like, feeling completely out of control in that season, going outside and putting my feet on the grass and looking at nature and looking how the bees were still pollinating the flowers and yeah. These things breathing deeply helped me so much that nature was continuing. The the plants were still growing, the seeds were still growing. These they were actually flourishing far better because yeah, we weren't getting in their way mostly. (laughs) And that was as well. Did you see those like photography from space and how clean everything was? Yeah, everyone stayed home, and I thought that was absolutely mind blowing. It was incredible. Yeah. So there's the original term for Reiki mm. is Shin Shin Kaizen Isui Reiki Lyoho, which is translated as using Reiki treatment method for improvement of body and mind. So mm. what you were just talking about of trying to ground yourself and connect yourself, that's where had you had a, an understanding of using uh, Reiki for yourself that you could have just gifted yourself some reiki healing mm-hmm. to calm the mind to calm the soul to feel present in the present moment to mm-hmm. just breathe and all of a sudden you feel so much better already just in bring yourself back to the present moment and having gratitude for the bees still pollinating the flowers mm-hmm. the air is still there and you know the survival will go on 
the original term, Shinshin Kaisen Isui Leikiryoho, was developed by Mikao Isui Sensei in 1922. The only difference between spiritual energy healing that you were doing earlier with the energy in your the energy ball between your hands, feeling that energy mass between your hands and the tingling in the palms of your hands. The only difference between doing healing at home with that method and doing Reiki is following the process, the methodology that Mikao Su Sensei developed back in 1922, which brings Let's me Let's talk to around the, that, yeah. Let's yeah, it brings me to the difference between the type of Reiki that I trained in and mm -hmm. many other types of Reiki. Mm -hmm. uh, so the word Jigiden, so I trained in Jigiden Reiki. The word mm -hmm. Jigiden means directly passed down. That's its translation from Japanese. Directly passed down and is nameless because it's practiced in the sim same simple way that Mikao Sui Sensei developed. Uh, he taught a number of prominent students to become teachers, mm -hmm. one of which was Dr. Chujiro Hayashi. He ran a Reiki center in Tokyo. He taught a number of students um, from his center. Among those students was a, a young woman called Chiyoko Yamaguchi. Now, she practiced Reiki for her entire life mm. in her family, in her home, taught her sons, and one of whom has carried on teaching Reiki. And he's using the original manuals with the original symbols, Japanese symbols, the original kotodama, which is like using the, the word energy, the spirit energy of word, um, and the shirishi symbol that gives vibrational energy from the symbol that, that we use in key places on the recipient to enhance and harness the, the best, purest energies that we can for the greater good of the recipient. So using the, the Jigiden Reiki methodology is the purest form of Reiki in the way that it was originally developed and originally intended by its creator, Mikao Sui-sensei. Now, all the other kinds of Reiki, mm. none of them are wrong. None of them are less effective or harmful. You know, there's, there's, mm. they're all equally as good because they're all harnessing vibrational energy, which is all good. However, they, in theory, shouldn't be called Reiki because Reiki is the methodology, the Shinshin Kaisen methodology that Mikao Sui Sensei developed. And if it's not following his methodology exactly, yeah. then it isn't Reiki, it's spiritual it, energy healing. It's I guess you're, you're, the problem is, as we sort of said at the beginning, is that the interesting thing about society accepting the word yeah. Reiki as being a, a fairly mainstream thing, you know, mm -hmm. if I said I was going to Reiki healer, then people would be like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, cool. yeah. But they wouldn't be like, what the hell is that? You know, yeah. I, I think, you know, it, that would be, I think we're past the, like, what the hell is yeah. that? And we're kind of more, yeah. like, oh, okay, that's a bit different. Yeah. But yeah, fine. Whereas if you said, I'm going to a spiritual healer, they're like, oh. Mm. Oh, woo woo! Who is that? <laughs> like, isn't it? And it's so it's interesting linguistics. because it's linguistics. It's 
like yes. society conditioning, yes. it's marketing, it's all those things. So you can fully yes. understand why people would call themselves Reiki healers, even if they are spiritual healers. They will have been taught that that is the word. Yeah, they will have been yeah. taught that that is the word that's the name that's given to energy healing. Mm-hmm. However, it's it is it yeah. is a form of energy healing, but it's not the Reiki form of energy healing because that's Mikeo Sui Sensei's methodology. Yeah. Um, but it's actually it's not widely known because the Jigiden Reiki comes directly from Japan, from mm-hmm. Tadao Sensei. And a lot of the westernized ones, they're so far removed from the original methodology they're still effective like this isn't saying oh they're not they're not pure they're not the Mm. original they're all still beautifully effective and I have trained as a spiritual energy healer 20 odd years ago and it's it's fantastic it's beautiful and one isn't right one isn't wrong however it shouldn't really be called Reiki yeah well I'm interested as well Vicky is um you know just because previous people I've talked to on the podcast and things like that and if this is based on a meridian thank you meridians it doesn't focus on meridians or chakras and it doesn't doesn't use crystals okay doesn't go into meditation whilst you do it it's very very pure focus on channeling energy that's Oh, that's interesting because what I was going to ask you because I thought it was meridian based is whether it's used in combination with things like acupuncture or shiatsu or. This is where it gets really interesting. The actual Reiki Ryoho, the actual Reiki methodology, treatment methodology is can be used to enhance anything. Mm. So in you to if in having as a practitioner if you have an understanding of the chakras of the meridians of where the tandem is in the body what's that it's where the japanese see the energy source of your energetic being being which is actually just above our sacral chakra but below the belly button still okay is where the tandem sits within an energetic being so in understanding all these different elements these energetic elements of self you can then focus and channel the reiki energy into key areas Mm. whereas the treatment methodology isn't based on the chakras it isn't based on the meridians it isn't based on it is purely based on a methodology of channeling energy to Mm. its purest highest way and then how you where you actually channel that energy to depends on the practitioner and their understanding of the recipient and the needs. But the other thing that's important is if you're just doing some energy healing at home to soothe your children or to, you know, someone's hurt themselves, an injury or there's an illness, you can trust that you put the energy to that person. The energy will go to where it needs to go in the same way that if you need to water the ground, and there's one area that's parched and one area that isn't, the water will take the path of least resistance and go to where it's needed the most. Mm-hmm. So you can trust the Reiki energy to do what it needs to do. I mean, Less that's it. the thing, like, we were having a conversation offline before we started about yeah. uh, <clears throat> society and woo-woo versus status quo and and all that. And it is yeah. interesting. I do feel like we're in a progressionary place just yeah, I yeah. feel encouraged 
that we've come out of just calling everything of that nature hippie shit. It's now coming a little bit more into the normative in a positive way. But what I find really interesting is actually if we break down all those things, and that's what I was just touching on, is actually things like patriarchy, capitalism, yeah. you know, burnout, progression, yeah. linear life yeah. rather than circular life, all these concepts, yeah. uh, modernism versus postmodernism, you know, yeah. you get into all these things. And um, you are really kind of hitting the nail on the head there because there is a new understanding that they're calling the ascension process. Mm. And it's ascending from the old paradigm to the new paradigm, mm. an old way of thinking to a new way of thinking. Mm. And the difference between the old way, which is like the particle response, which is very much a fear based, we must be controlled, we must be this, we must this, we must that. And it's almost like you have to go through pain to receive gain and, you mm. know, this life of suffering. Black and white and... Yeah, yeah. Right. So that's the old paradigm. And the new paradigm through the ascension process is literally seeing the world for its vibrational energies. Which is actually the old... The wave <laughs> response. Being yeah. in the wave response and living life through joy, through a, a, adventure, through... A, an open mind and open heart through love through looking for the good in people through mm. not even being glass half empty or glass half full but just being grateful you've got a glass because a glass is refillable you know yeah, yeah, yeah. that way of thinking is the new paradigm and think yeah. you know trying to keep but that's your... interesting that you call that yeah. new because actually that's ancient it's ancient. That's what I yeah, find, yeah. And that's why I find <laughs> fascinating. And this is what I was touching on as well, is as we break down like colonialism, yeah. capitalism, you know, yeah. whether that way of being and people which, you know, I feel horrendous shit. And I'm not even like British origin if you go back in my ancestry. No, but I I, I hate the concept that people just would walk into a country and put down the flag and go, I own this now, screw all the tribal <laughs> cultures. Yeah. Everyone must now follow our religion. Everyone must follow our ideologies. You know, that is embarrassing it is embarrassing is the word but what I hope as well as part of this whole breaking down all those things and questioning all these things that actually hopefully we'll look at some of the tribal ways and some of the ways that we looked after each other you know I touched on offline one of the key ones for me is how we treat women you know how we treat women at the time of the month how we treat women and I'm not um, saying it was perfect because obviously ancient culture wasn't perfect always and there was definitely things. But to me, there's like little seeds of things like how women were treated after having babies and mm. how, you know, it was a case of... And we still have things linguistically, which is really interesting to me, which still come through to our generation, like it takes a village to raise a child. It really it does. It and really we should does. embrace that. You know, yeah. that is a positive thing. And I think we've learned nothing from COVID. It's that we're part of, we need to be connected with people. We need yeah. that connectivity. We are not solo beings, you know? Yeah. And yeah. 
our mental health drops off a cliff if we are. Yes. So, yeah. And, and the other thing, Rich, sorry, and I do tend to go off on tangents. <laughs> away, my dear. I've had that I love it. so long, but, um, you know, the other thing which I wanted to touch on is that in your traditional tribal setup, almost anywhere in the world, you'd have a healer. A healer. Yeah. And a healer wouldn't be one specialism. They'd no. be like this in crazy in yes. the best way possible. Like combination of a, a witch, uh, yeah. an energy healer, an intuitive, uh, yeah. a divination. Can we get those uh, back, please? <laughs> we all go to one of those when we well, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, I'm, here. I'm not a herbalist or, a, <laughs> or anything like that, but uh, yeah, all the other bits. I do know a few really good herbalists. And mm-hmm. if, if for example, society were to collapse as it is now, mm. there are loads of us who are connected <laughs> to earth, who are connected to source, connected <laughs> to energy, who, and we all know each other. We, you do find your tribe, you are drawn to each other. Mm. And I have this huge network of friends who each has a specialism and should society collapse we could very easily just create a hub for mm. healing mm. and but th- this is the other thing there is a societal state of being where we are almost always in a continual state of being broken and you know if if someone has an anxiety it's it's like, well, this is going to be with me forever. To have the concept that actually you can recover from this, my darling. Mm-hmm. This is a whole concept. You can recover from this. You don't have to be in a perpetual state of brokenness. No. You don't have to be in a perpetual state of healing. You mm-hmm. can heal and recover. That's not to say that something else might not crop up and go, hi, I'm now a little bit on the broken side. I think I need some healing. You know, But you don't have to be in a perpetual state of healing. Yeah. or openness and to have that understanding to have that openness of mind and heart yeah that it is possible to recover from something yeah um, to rid I just love this whole you know I love how everything interconnects and I find that oh, really fascinating yeah. and you know I learned about postmodernism when I was effectively sixth form college it was college okay. you know that sort of age and it blew my mind because and we actually learned about it through like because I was a media student we learned about it through films and we studied Fight Club and did you know Fight Club's actually based on Buddhism oh really wow yeah. <laughs> which is actually kind of quite <laughs> mind-blowing and I'd probably find it too violent to watch now but it is that whole concept um I don't know if you remember the sort of opening scene where his apartment blows up but before his apartment blows up it's kind of like this whole thing of he's collected all the perfect Ikea plates and everything and everything's labeled up and it's like this perfect like they've created control 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 and then like I mean I've looked into Buddhism a bit I was interested in it as a spiritual path at one point but I do find it like probably one of the one of the most interesting of all the I don't know if you queer religion or philosophy like different people do yeah. depending yeah. On. either both 
yeah yeah but it's that whole thing of it's to me my understanding of it is the buddha originally was a very wealthy very capitalist kind of guy and he kind of had this sense that it can't be just this yes exactly. and, and then went out and put down everything put down all the wealth and was like ah that's enlightenment you know that's exactly understanding that yeah yeah I mean the skeptic in me goes well why why do you have to be rich first in order to get that concept but you uh, don't really you don't because we we can all we can all figure out our own why can't we and you tend to find that the beautiful souls who are very energetically sensitive who are very energetically connected but don't necessarily understand how those energies around them influence them and affect them they're the ones who suffer the greatest with anxieties and upsets and fluctuations and you know all these things that Mm. are so difficult to navigate through without having the understanding of how to navigate what tools you can use how how actually beautifully sensitive you are and how you can harness that sensitivity to alchemize the vibrational energy that you have around you. And this is interesting, this thing you hear about again in the woo-woo space of masculine energy versus the feminine energy resolution and feminine energy rising up. And feminine energy is seen as like, again, the circular thing and the like healing thing and... And actually, it's okay to be beautifully sensitive. And and it all interconnects with, you know, us talking about mental health more, us talking about getting rid of the shame in that space. Regardless of what your background is, your race, your religion, you know, it's, it's actually going, everyone's just a human. Everyone has their challenges. Everyone has problems. It's okay. It's part of being human except that that's part of you but it doesn't have to own you it doesn't have to but as soon as you understand how you can alchemy alchemize the energy of your soul explain what that means and what that sentence means okay so all the energies around you that influence you like media thoughts food Mm. the news listening to cost of living crisis the more you focus your attention on that because that is what is in front of you all the time. These are the vibrational energies, the sounds, the sights that are around you all the time. The fear of others, the fear that others emit, you absorb that vibrational energy in the same way that you absorb sound or you absorb light, you see it, you hear it. It can create that vibrational energy within you without you even doing anything about it that is because you're a sensitive soul and you have absorbed this vibrational energy and it creates an anxiety within you mm-hmm. once you learn actually that it's vibrational energy that's making you feel in this way you're not going do la you're absolutely okay you can then be empowered to say okay well i'm going to take back my vibrational energy mm-hmm. and i'm going to take full responsibility for the energies the social media, the thoughts, the food, the words, the sounds that I absorb into myself and I can put protective layers around myself. Mm-hmm. I can I can alter energy states 
in the same way that you can have a sound that is like a sound or a sound that is like a ah sound mm -hmm. and by surrounding yourself with sounds that are higher vibrational mm -hmm. more peaceful in a wave response as opposed to the prickly particle response mm -hmm. you can then alchemize the energy that you are emitting what does Al word alchemize sorry mean alchemize means to alter okay so it's like an altered state the old the original meaning of alchemy was an alchemist was a person who could take a rock and turn it into liquid gold okay yep you can completely alchemize the molecular structure of something mm -hmm. and create a whole new molecular structure because everything is just molecules mm. and once you understand everything is just molecules and how they vibrate how they're packed in together affects whether it's solid liquid or gas mm. we already know in science that there are amazing things that we can do things that we might not be able to see or hear but you know it happens like a microwave or a mobile phone or mm. receiving a movie through a tv aerial it, mm. it's amazing it, you know a couple of hundred years ago you'd have, it would have blown your brain if someone said oh yeah this can happen you go that's impossible that can't happen yeah. Yeah, I believe in six impossible things every day before breakfast. That's Alice in Wonderland's quote. I love it. Love yeah, it. Yeah. Another day is it's eight impossible things before breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once you can open up your awareness to vibrational energy, mm -hmm. then you can learn how you can alchemize vibrational energy to create the energy that you wish to live in. And that then creates a joyful life for you to exist within. The energy that you emit is the energy that you receive. And we can each create an energy that manifests the life ahead that we wish for That's just beautiful. by optimizing our energy. It is beautiful, That's isn't so it? Beautiful. And then I do feel like there's so many beautiful tangents we could go off on in this <laughs> But you see, that brings us directly back to Reiki. Reiki yeah. is effectively a form of energy alchemy it can clear energy blockages it can flood you with a high 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 vibrational energy mm. to soothe that particle response of fear panic anxiety depression overthinking poor sleep illness mm. a belief that you are unable to recover from something mm. in flooding the energetic core of a soul with this high vibrational, beautiful, soothing, healing, gentle energy, mm. you can completely smooth out all that prickliness and create such inner calm and peace mm. that then allows the body and the mind to heal in the way that it knows how to without having all this <laughs> at it all the time. And so One thing I wanted to touch on, which you said earlier when you were talking about what it is and 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 like touching at a certain level above the body, which was like one yeah. inch, and you were talking about that being like you've almost like you're yeah. an onion. You've got like I'm just yeah. kind of giving people a visual, but you've got seven layers of aura. Yeah, okay. tell us yeah. a tiny bit about what that all is. Okay, well there is seven. Seven key chakras throughout the core, seven layers of aura. There are seven colors in the rainbow. Huh. There are 
Seven exactly. is actually something which goes through a lot of biblical texts and a stuff lot, as well, isn't lot, it? Lot, I mean, lot. seven is like an important number. Yeah, it's a physical thing. Like you can see the, the colours, of the seven colours are remember, and the chakras each. When you go into meditation and you see a chakra, you see colour. Mm. You see colours. And each chakra has a colour. Each auric layer can hold color this is so i'm also a color therapist and how color affects us is mm. massive people hugely underestimate how powerful color is and mm. just as much as sound and and scent and everything everything kind of adds up they're all pieces of the puzzle that make a whole picture yeah. aren't they that really? makes a lot of sense to me because to me I'm quite a visual person and I get yeah. drawn to certain colours and yeah. my sort of three brand colours are turquoise, mustard, yellow and coral and to oh, me these are beautiful. my happy colours yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and I actually gave my business card out the other day at a networking event I went to a spiritual fair and uh -huh. I was talking to loads of holistic people and there was someone there um, who I connected with and um I was actually wearing a yellow coat and she was like, oh, I can tell you like yellow. Yellow is a communicator colour. And I was like, <laughs> that's what I say I am. I say I'm a communicator first. And yeah, I'm drawn to that yellow. And it, I was like, that's kind of cool that I'm drawn to what I perceive yeah. myself to be. And I love that whole piece around Absolutely. that inner knowing. Yeah. And so yellow is, is also linked to your solar plexus chakra which is your your emotional stability yellow is the color of yeah. happy sunshine joy also it's like a really calm soothing and when you're in that state of being emotionally harmonized and feeling that inner joy um you are then able to communicate more purely you're definitely able to communicate more purely and I love how everyone thinks that your root chakra, which is like just below your butt, mm. everyone thinks that that's like where your sexual drive is. No, 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 that's your sacral chakra. That's yeah. a little bit above and that's orange. Yeah. So, you know, orange really is the sexy color. <laughs> that's yeah. where your mojo is and your, your drive and your creativity and your, your mm. you know, <laughs> your mojo is all in your sacral chakra. That's and that's amazing. orange. And your root chakra, which is the red, the beautiful, beautiful, warming, deep red color, that is your connection, your grounding. That's your mm -hmm. connection to earth. And when you can see how the chakras work, um, have you? Has it ever been explained to you how they look or how they work? I mean, I've seen a visual poster of like the different colors, yeah, um, and and like the different like layers and stuff like that and I, I do love that sort of visual and and there being a big circle around the body and someone's sort of sitting cross-legged with the dots going down and yeah they yeah. are gorgeous aren't they yeah um so they often uh when drawing the chakras represent a chakra as like a lotus flower mm -hmm. um, um, if you can picture a lotus flower closed it, the mm -hmm. petals all come up and the bases stay on the floor and the petals are pointing upwards and they're all closed. Now, and someone you... who maybe doesn't know what a lotus flower looks like, I always think it looks a bit like a water lily. Water lily, quite, and a lily quite petal. Silly. Yeah. yeah, they're very similar, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Good, good likeness. Yeah. Um, and if you 
picture it starting at that still close point mm -hmm. and then picture it begin to spin. And as it spins, the petals begin to unfurl and mm -hmm. open out and open out and open out until they are open wide flat. Mm -hmm. And then in the center of that flower, as it's still spinning, 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 faster and faster, shining brighter and brighter, this beautiful color that it's emitting, a central core opens and that draws, it's like a suction straw, sucks mm -hmm. the energy from the center of earth up through each of the chakras all the way up. And as each chakra needs to be open and spinning and sucking and drawing this beautiful energy up from earth, up and out through the crown chakra and all the way up to the great central sun that then gives you this pure channel of light and energy flooding right through you where you have one chakra that's then not functioning very well where it's a little bit more closed down it's not spinning as well or it's just completely shut down in a protective state I mean they're never completely shut down because mm -hmm. you know you imagine you'd just drop down dead well you won't because mm -hmm. you have energy all around you mm -hmm. but it inhibits the beautiful flow and it gives a feeling of you know that feeling where you just feel all discombobulated you feel like you can't focus on something you can't you you're finding everything really difficult to navigate mm -hmm. and it the likelihood is that one or more of your chakras are not in harmonious balance with mm -hmm. the others and when you talk here about them being blocked, don't they? Yeah, it can be blocked. You can be holding a negative energy in that space. So a really mm -hmm. common one is the throat chakra, mm -hmm. where somebody has there's something, say a colleague at work who's always stepping in and always, you know, taking their ideas or doing this or doing that, and they don't feel that they can speak out about it. So they're holding all this upset in their throat chakra because they're not communicating throat chakra is very much about communicating and it's a beautiful blue mm. so when you when you're feeling that way and you know you need to say something but you're not quite feeling brave enough to say it cloak yourself in blue wear a beautiful blue neck scarf wear mm. something soothing calming and then it's so much easier to speak the words that you need to speak. That's but there are so many ways that we can clear chakras. Yeah. And depending on the person and the reason for the chakra not being fully functioning um, can influence how you would go about clearing those chakras. And it's it takes a lot of practice and skill to find mm. the right way yeah. um, for the individual in, you know, that, you, that you're clearing. But, um, yeah, they're all effective in their own way. Fascinating. Yeah, I mean, the same lady I was talking to about, like, the yellow, um, she mm. was saying, have you cleared? Because she had cards down, and I turned from over, and it says, I clear my energy field. And, yeah. um, and she yeah. was like, do you know how to do that? And then she explained it to me almost like we go around with a cape on and how important it is to, like, take that cape off. And yeah. and do this, and I was like, oh, and it made a lot of sense to me what she was talking yeah. about. And like, if you're like in a stressful job, say, and before you come home, you should take it off, take that cloak off, and yeah. sit down. I use that yeah. analogy all the time as well. Yeah, I use yeah. that analogy a lot. It's One thing I just, just wanted to bring up on the um of what we're taking off your energy and clearing your energy center. Yeah. The other thing it's that you said, isn't it? which. I liked is that she said animals do it automatically 
and their whole like shaking themselves off yes and no. I was like that's lovely as well isn't it the yeah, animals just do it innately yeah there's a massive understanding and again this was in this Jill Edwards conscious medicine book that I was reading mm. and she was saying in the wild an animal when they go through a traumatic experience they then tremble and quiver from head to toe with the shock and the trauma but then you know well, once we they do when we're in shock process, well, we shake them, when we're in shock don't we yeah but they really happens. they really embrace it they really like their whole body's like really going but then mm. once that's over mm. they don't carry the trauma on with them they that's still have their learning and their awareness of hazards but they don't carry the trauma along with them forever fascinating but this is also interesting. Domesticated animals mirror us. So there can be dogs, horses, cats with these terrible emotional traumas and they hold their trauma and keep it very alive. But then we are perpetuating that in them. And I, I have a rescue dog. Yeah, I have a rescue dog. And when she first arrived, you know, it was, oh, she's a rescue dog. She's fearful of that because she's a rescue dog. Mm. Oh, she, she doesn't cope well with that because she's a rescue dog. And then I was like, hang on a minute, I'm perpetuating this cycle. Yeah. So we had some intensive Reiki. I'm also an, an animal communicator. Mm. And I, I sat with her, giving her Reiki, communicating with her at the same time, saying, darling, you are no longer a rescue mm. dog you are now in a safe family in a safe home and you've been here for three months and you're going to be here for the rest of your life mm. our love for you is unconditional you are safe you are protected wow. you are okay you can recover from this you no longer need to be and did here. it work yeah <sighs> No kidding. Why don't you think to do these things? She's such a different Oh my gosh, we've always had rescue dogs and then we always have that narrative. Exactly, exactly. We don't need to be in a perpetual state of brokenness. You are no longer in that state. You are no longer that person. You are now this person in this state with this surrounding around you. Therefore... Oh, take that cloak off. What a relief, because that was heavy. It was exhausting. Yes. Yeah. And I'm going through this same process with a couple of clients at the moment with anxieties, mm. depressions. Mm. You are no longer this person. Let's take this cloak off. Let's learn how to take this cloak off. Let's learn how to protect your energy around it's you. It's all like, and, and I love the crossover between the holistic healing space and psychology, you know, and the fact that you know you learn in psychology I am not my feelings yes I experience my feelings yes or I am not my thoughts I experience my thoughts my thoughts come and they go and it's okay to let that vibrational energy go through (laughs) and if we hold on to those thoughts and don't allow them to pass through we hold on to that negative vibrational energy that perpetuates that feeling of ah because that vibrational energy is prickly. It's that particle response that we're in. And as soon as we can, like you say, allow that to pass through, mm. you can, that is a really good way. Take that cloak off. Yeah. You're removing that particle response energy and inviting in. But you need to set the intention 
of inviting in that wave response that's soothing, calming. And that's why breathing techniques help, why mindfulness yeah. So the next thing that we want to go on to now with Vicky is we're up to the show and tell part of the episode, which I like to do. Um, and Vicky's just been explaining to me offline that the actual Reiki, as we were talking about a little bit before, um, is a very specific ideology, which was developed by this specific gentleman. The, the, actual, the actual term Reiki... So we, we're gonna we're gonna do some like a little exercise where you can learn how to connect in with the energy healing mm-hmm. centers in the palms of your hands and how to connect in and feel that sensation in your hands, that beautiful warm tingling sensation. And how you could, there are many different ways that you could apply that energy healing in different situations, different circumstances. What we can't do is call it reiki so we're not i'm not going to teach you how to give reiki healing because we're not going to That's go through the full, the full methodology of mm. the shirichi symbols and the katadama that we need for the reiki ryoho for, for usui sensei's methodology however mm. all energy healing is energy healing mm. and so we can do we can do a quick exercise with um and for clarity, for clarity, you can both when it comes to Reiki and when it comes to energy healing, it's something you can yes. do on yourself and it's something that you can do on another person and it's something you can do on an animal. Absolutely. So there's, yes, so there's like, yeah. Even a tree or a plant or someone in spirit, you can do it also remotely to someone in living who's nowhere near you. Mm. So, you, you, yeah, you can do it remotely that really is <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> on or hands above touching the the auric glare the first auric glare um or the one that we're going to do one of the ones that we're going to do just now is a lovely 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 little process and it kind of goes to the the right at the beginning of of this podcast and you said about um you were shown once how you you kind of cup your hands and hold your hands in front of you and you start to pat a ball mm-hmm. and you can move your hands around this ball patting this ball and you start to feel almost like it feels as though there's a, a balloon or something in between your hands mm-hmm. that you're physically touching even though you can see nothing there mm-hmm. so just do it just now and just pat your hands around in this ball and feel just bring your awareness to the center of the palms of your hand Little question. If um, yeah. you can't automatically feel that, is it worthwhile rubbing your hands together? Is that something? That is one way that you can do it um, in that it <clears throat> builds energy. It builds almost, well, you do it if you're trying to build static as well, don't you? You mm. can you can rub your hands together as though like you're trying to activate it as Um, i as i do that then i feel something but if i just go to it without doing anything then i'm like "Mm." sometimes it's there sometimes it isn't kind of yeah that that's one way everyone will find their own way it might be a circulation thing to be honest because i (laughs) i don't think (laughs) i have the best circulation i need the warmth (laughs) if i'm doing um there's like a hawaiian type treatment where you where you place one hand 
at a point of injury and another hand at one of the ma- the many power points around the body and this is like mm-hmm. a, a traditional Hawaiian treatment you do activate the energy first by rubbing your hands together then place one there and one there just at the palms mm-hmm. and you are then in effect you are creating a loop in what was a short circuit of energy passage mm-hmm. where the energy wants to flow and then it's been knocked like an injury and it's knocked that flow of energy out of place and then you can reconnect the energy and you're you're then creating the loop to fix mm-hmm. the short circuit and then once it's flowing again it's going again and yeah. so but that isn't where you're running energy that's just creating an energy that you can then so there's there's two different types of things that we're doing here the one where you rub your hands together mm-hmm. creates energy and then you can build a ball of the energy mm-hmm. and build that ball and then what you would do with this type so as you're moving your hands around patting the ball rolling the ball around visualize that ball becoming denser and denser if you're good at visualization and you can feel the weight of the ball now starting to build in its weight, if you're good at visualization, visualize a swirling colored mist within that ball, usually a pearlescent white or a gold. But if it's a different color in your visualization, that's good also. And then say, for example, you've got period pains mm. in your thumb. You can then take that ball to your thumb and then as you put it to your tongue, it dissolves into that space. And then just rub your hand in a little circle around that space. And that's then that energy ball is mm-hmm. then embedded into that space. So that is where you are creating a ball of energy that then can be placed into an area. And that creates a healing influx. You're just placing this this energy you're not actually running energy from your hands to that space. Does that make sense? Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> so it's almost like you've you've created a spark of energy and then in the patting of the ball and the rolling the ball around, you're yeah. building almost like you're filling a balloon yep. with water. And then you take the balloon of water to your tummy and put it to that place and it dissolves in and absorbs in and that's the energy then within the physical self because the Um, other thing you quite often do at the end of a yoga class is do this with your hands and then cup your eyes Um, that's always quite healing I like that one (laughs) but again that might just be warmth that might not be energy so it's it's hard to Uh, know yeah. yeah it can still be energy in in reiki what they say is in reiki <clears throat> training what they say is you know you don't have to do something to switch it on or switch it off once you've had your attunement the the there's a particular reiki attunement that mikao sui sensei developed to help channel really really purely and intensively but once you've got your attunement what they say is that the on off switch is literally hand placed on person is hands on it's switched on that's it and off is it's off and it is true in that once you've connected in with this beautiful energy in the center of your palms or even the tips of your cent- your middle finger mm. um once you've connected in with that energy you only need to look at someone that's 
feeling sad or they've got a cold or they've hurt themselves or they're feeling unwell and your hands start to fizz already and it's like it's like you know when you're breastfeeding and you know the baby cries and you start oozing milk yeah 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 (laughs) actually there's a really good um, yeah it just it just wants to flow because it's part of you wants to gift that Mm. that when you breastfeed you know that warm tingly sensation as the I did milk have is a positive energy. experience breastfeeding to be honest. <laughs> it was it wasn't for me how it had been painted to me it was just painful sticky no oh. one helped it was That's agony not. I had premature twins it was no yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a positive experience other friends of mine had a positive experience though I used to, like, if the boys cried, I would feel, and this isn't a very positive thing, but I would feel, like, physical pain inside. Like, my body was, like... At the anticipation of pain. Yeah. It was, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't. But to be fair, I think a lot of that was, you know, literally, I saw the breastfeeding counsellor, um five minutes after an emergency c-section and then never again so I don't think that's a particularly helpful system which feeds back into the looking after mothers conversation it does doesn't it that's really lucky well anyone who is familiar with that lovely warm um tingling sensation and feeling the flow Mm. as it passes through the, the the skin passes through the teeth that sensation is very similar to the sensation you get in the center of the palm of your hand as you're flooding pure energy out of your hands to somebody it literally just feels like it's just gushing from you it's yeah. amazing sensation yeah. um, so that's one exercise that we just did where you create a ball of energy and mm. you then put that energy to a certain place so mm-hmm. it is creating the energy from your hands mm-hmm. um you're not flooding and gushing the energy from your hand directly into that space if that makes sense mm-hmm. so to try and get to that point if you say for example your knee aches mm. i don't know do you have somewhere on you that aches at the moment but my shoulders and my neck are usually tense but yeah okay so if work. You- Hold your two hands in front of you and just look at the center of the palms of your hands. And the objective is to draw attention, bring your awareness to that part of you. And then with the center finger of your opposite hand, just rub the center of your palm right in the middle, middle, middle. And if you kind of cup your palm, it's the point where the crease is right in the center of your palm. Rub it in a little circle with the middle finger on the other hand just lightly and gently and just see if you can start to feel a nice warm tingling in that area and then swap hands so you now rub the center of the the palm with the other hand with the the middle finger Mm. and the middle finger because you have a really good little chakra um in the tips of each of your fingers and the middle finger is is the stronger one of those um and just bring your awareness to that focus on the center of the palm of your hand and feel that tingling sensation start to come. Are you feeling that? Yeah, it feels warm. 
it feels warm. Warm is a good start. Warm is definitely a very good start. Okay, and then place your hand on a part of you where you think actually there. Actually, I would say this <laughs> this is going to be an interesting picture for lots of people. Put them. Put your two hands over your nipples. Really? <laughs> okay. You have that past trauma in that place. Um, <laughs> there's two women sat here with their hands over their boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Yours are off screen, though. This isn't fair. Yeah, thanks. Just focus your attention on the centre of the palms of your hands. I want you to have your fingers together and your thumb so that your hands are together, so that the energy is not going to escape out the side. So just bring your thumbs to the side of your hands as well and all your fingers together and just focus on that lovely lovely tingly feeling in the center of your palm if it's not feeling hugely strong you may feel something slightly more in one hand than the other hand in which case keep the hand that you feel a little bit stronger on where you feel the sensation a little bit more and with the other hand Take your other hand off and just take the middle finger of your other hand and tap on the center of your hand, on the back of your hand. Just tap over the center of the back of your hand with that middle finger. And that will increase that feeling, that sensation on the center of your palm. Do you feel that? Feel it's starting to increase a little. Yeah, it's it's interesting. If I close my eyes, it's easier to focus. Okay, it would be better to do like if I was doing this in a workshop. We would start off with an awful lot of talk about energy, a mm. lot of talk about how the energy flows around the body. Just keep your hands there for a minute. You could also, instead of tapping, do a little round circle over the back of the center of your hand, and that that can work as well. Um, and then we would do some really good meditations of connecting in with your energetic self um, before getting to this point. So there's an awful lot that we can do to help you connect in with this beautiful energy before getting to this point. But we, we don't have that much time. In the podcast. That's okay. um, but the fact that you can feel something, anything, mm. like you just feel heat, whether you feel a heat and a tingling, whether you feel the food full flooding process of the energy gushing out of your hand feeling anything without having done all the preparation work on the up start of that is fantastic that's brilliant mm -hmm. so you have that energy beginning mm -hmm. to flow from you and then the more you practice the more you do um the more <clears throat> it comes and do you yeah say that this sort of is connected to mindfulness and meditation and would you advise that people do close their eyes when they're doing it on themselves so they can focus or yeah so the, the reason why having mindfulness and meditation um beforehand is exactly like we were talking about earlier through the podcast is whether if, if you're overthinking about something or you're feeling a bit worried or if you're maybe you know, you've had a really busy day and you, you've had a lot of stress throughout the day, you've been at work or you've been rushing to try and get somewhere on time. Your energy levels are tense and you're more so in the particle response than the wave response. So you've got this almost prickly vibrational energy of being, 
flustered. Come on, right, let's do this. Come on, let's do that. And let's go, let's go, let's go. So then to connect in with this beautiful, wave-like, gentle, soft energy, mm. it's an uphill battle. It's, mm. you know, it's almost, if you imagine picturing your mind like a, a pond, a still mm. pond, and you drop a, a pebble in the pond and it creates a ripple, then drop a rock in the pond next to it and it creates a big sploshy ripple. Mm-hmm. Well, the the wave response, the vibration that you're after is this lovely, gentle ripple mm-hmm. to be in the right place to really connect in with your healing energy, to flow, to flood, to gush with loving intention, with the right set intention from your heart to gift that with unconditional love for yourself if you're healing yourself um and this other rock that's come in and created this big sploshy ripple has just completely wiped out mm. your love the gentle one and that is the overthinking the stress the the i'm running late the i haven't got very long and i've got to blah and you know this kind of more prickly energy it's much harder to break through whereas if you're mm. already in a beautiful wave-like response Mm. and you're nice and calm you're relaxed you're feeling safe and content it floods so much easier it floods that so makes much a lot of sense and it's actually you know since the boys that I've particularly got into restorative yoga and women's wellness yoga as well and yeah. um in both of those I love the mindfulness I also love mindfulness and meditation um but it's that whole thing of actually being in your body focusing on your body focusing on a particular part of your body and there's this one who I follow called the um the bare female which I highly recommend you look up if you haven't um and she she's all about um sensual but it's not just sexual sensual do you know what I mean it's like actually your senses paying attention to your senses feeling your hands on your skin and stuff like that. I think we, because I just suddenly feel it so much more when I do it with her because she leads you into it and she encourages you to light a candle and do incense and do it restoratively and all these and then really pay attention to your hands on your body and then saying things like, I love you to yourself. It's pure energy alchemy. The whole, everything you've just described that this woman does is pure energy alchemy. It's magical. Mm. It's beautiful. Yeah. Her her videography is absolutely stunning as well. And she is a photographer. So um, <laughs> so it makes a lot of sense. But she, And then she uses that, what's it called? 40 hertz music as well, which is supposed to break into a certain energy field as well. So it's all that stuff all amalgamated, but it's just so interesting how disconnected we potentially are in society from nature and in turn from ourselves and how important it is, even if we're not doing it all the time, because we've got busy lives, we've got a lot of things going on. But if we can take that five minutes a day to actually just ground yourself, feel your body, feel yourself, reconnect with yourself it's so important there's a couple of other ways that you can just very quickly bring yourself back to the present moment and one is with a breathing technique Mm -hmm. um, just using breath work 
one of my favorite ones is you know when you're in this I call it the particle response when you're in this stressed state and your breathing is very shallow it's only like the top third of your lung and you're <laughs> and actually if you then say to yourself right take a nice big long slow deep breath <gasps> you're forcibly sucking air into your lung yeah, yeah. and actually that's not very restful whereas yeah, yeah. you can just kind of picture again in your mind very very briefly almost like an elastic band attached to the underside of your diaphragm and picture this elastic band being pulled very slowly downwards down towards the earth so actually it's pulling your diaphragm down that creates a void within your lung space that the air naturally is easily drawn into but it doesn't just draw it into this top third it draws it right deep deep down into the bottom of your lung therefore you're receiving 100% of the air that's coming mm. in not just the top shallow bit <sighs> and that's where you get that beautiful nice relaxed grounding centering breath work but being in the present moment is so important whenever we want to do something mindful because thinking about what just happened, thinking about last month, thinking about a trauma from a year ago or something that somebody said and keep revisiting that. Mm. That's what, what's happened in the past has happened. Mm. And like walking down a pavement, you can't walk forward down a pavement, keep looking over your shoulder all the time because you're not looking where you're it's going. It's orientating, yeah. It, yeah, it's already happened and it's hard to move forward mm -hmm. in that way. Mm -hmm. And equally, worrying about what's in the future, worrying about tomorrow, none of us know what's going to happen tomorrow. No, no. None so there's absolutely zero purpose in having your conscious awareness too much in the future or too much in the past. We only ever exist in this present moment. We only ever exist today, just now, right now. Not even in half an hour's time, we exist right now. So if right now in this present moment we can find Five things to be grateful for. Mm. The sun is shining. I'm warm. We have a beautiful house. My mm. children are very healthy. And I'm loved. I have five things I'm very grateful for in this precise moment. So I feel really joyful because there are things to be grateful for right here, right now. And if we can be joyful in this present moment, we only ever exist in the present moment. That means our entire future is going to be joyful. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Sometimes I feel like we need tools and we need tricks. And we also yes. need to, um, you know, not beat ourselves up for having thoughts. And I think yes. that's an important piece because sometimes, you know, I suffer with a busy mind. I think a lot of people do. Um, but actually finding strategies for how to handle that and I find visualization sites seeing thoughts as clouds or seeing thoughts as leaves going down a river or something like that. It's not denying their existence because yeah. being there beating yourself up, oh, I'm overthinking, stop it, stop going back to last week, stop thinking about, you know, that is just beating yourself up. That's not actually doing anything positive. Just finding yeah, a way yeah. to imagine them floating across, yeah. I think it's is far more beneficial the other thing which I find really helpful 
especially in recent times, actually, because I've got two Kundalini yoga teachers. One in particular mm-hmm. uses um, sound and really talks into like the sound of, you know, ram, yam, I'll say uh, yeah, the wrong yeah. ones, but all the yeah, sort of sounds um, yeah. and also chants. And actually, um, I find it really helpful to have a chant or have a mantra yeah. or have something to think of and to say repeatedly to myself during my practice or be just breathing and counting my breath. Here's, and that grounds really, me in the present moment. Here's a really, really good quick technique mm. if you have an anxiety. So something that I struggled with from being a very, very small child is the fear of choking um mm. especially in public um mm. and it creates a huge anxiety it used to create a massive anxiety and if i saw somebody did you else, choke How did um, you for that I, apparently i did when i was very little um okay. on a pee but um i do wonder if maybe i choked and died in a past life at some point but if if I saw somebody else coughing or being sick or snuffling, mm-hmm. as an empath, I feel trigger you. Feel, it was too much, and I would just gag and vomit. Oh, and it's and I would feel, and then I began to get anxious that I might feel that gag vomit response, and found a way um, with lots of help of lots of different people. This, this is kind of probably why I've gone so much into mindfulness and understanding how things work because this anxiety can be quite crippling mm-hmm. whereas now it's under control it's controls mm-hmm. a bizarre word but it's managed it's happy it's managed content. is a better word maybe yeah you it's have the tools you have the tools to manage it now I can cope now yeah. which is good and one of the things is as soon as you start to feel that feeling first stirring up, mm-hmm. say to yourself, can I get rid of this feeling? Mm. Then say to yourself, yes. Mm. When can I get rid of it? Now. Mm. Say it and mean it. Can I get rid of this feeling? Yes. When can I get rid of it? Now. That's amazing how powerful that is, but I can understand it would be. And yeah. the other one is this feeling no longer controls me. Yes. This no longer controls me. And it's like positive affirmations. Believe yeah. me, can you go there? This feeling no longer controls me. That's I find it very grounding to just say to myself out loud when I have insomnia, which often leads then to anxiety, is yeah. just to say to myself, I am safe. Yeah. Yeah. and it's amazing how many people don't feel safe yeah and it's amazing how many people maybe don't realize that that's the stem of anxiety and it's a subconscious thing do you want to just finish up by just telling people where they can find you and all the wonderful things that you do and maybe give us quick top level summary of the kind of services you offer and then I'll put all the links and you can send me all the links um once this goes out yeah that's very kind of you thank you yeah so um my company name is soul energy alchemy which having talked about all the things we've talked about over the last hour um makes complete sense as to how it came to be that name soul energy alchemy 
based over in Withybrook, which is right on the Warwickshire Leicestershire border. And it's, it's a lovely little spot. It's very rural. Um, and we are literally smack bang in the middle between Rugby, Coventry, Lutterworth and Nuneaton. So we're very near for Leicester, for um, Hinkley. There's so many areas that are all within a 10, 15 minute drive of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we live in a barn conversion with a woods and a big pond at the back of the house. Gorgeous. Uh, and this, at the end of this summer, we just built a, a insulated, traditional, hand-painted Mongolian yurt. Wow. Over the pond. So it's just this magical, peaceful, tranquil space um, with the birds on the pond and the mm. fish jumping. It, it, it's just a lovely little place and just seemed like the best place to have a treatment room. Um, mm. so from here, uh, I offer Reiki healing. Uh, spiritual energy healing, uh, card readings, guided meditation. Um, I'm looking in the new year at launching a series of uh, spiritual toolkit workshops um, so that people can develop their own toolkit. And like you say, you need you need the tools to help you to alchemize your, your energy, how to... Um, and I guess different things work for different people as well. Exactly something will resonate with one that won't with another or someone might find one thing really easily but another thing really challenging mm-hmm. um, so yeah that that's that's what's uh coming up also for energy clearing you know if you're trying to sell a house and loads of people come around and they the house is immaculate and they go yeah i can't pick fault with it it's just not for us mm. and doing energy clearing just clear any any attachments anything stagnant anything mm-hmm. any negative things or any limiting elements to the energy within that building just completely that is interesting that's really interesting because if quite often times people sell a house because they're getting divorced or someone's died or something like that and um I do feel like you feel the energy when you walk in the house as well absolutely so it's nice to create a you know set the intention for the building that that's what Mm. it's going to um so we can do that and also with items of jewelry say someone you know uh, you when you got engaged it was the great aunt's ring and the great aunt was quite sour but it's a beautiful ring and you just Mm. every time you look at it or think about it you just think oh we can energy clear that ring Mm, lovely then becomes yours with setting the intention and reprogram it actually for your own love intention that's beautiful and you say you work with animals as well yeah, I work as an animal communicator and animal Reiki, which is mm. a lovely thing. Um, and so does that sort of heal problematic animals or badly behaved? Or, um, yeah, that it, sort of thing as well. It can make a huge, huge difference. But where we have to be very careful is, in the same way as you can talk to a teenager about eating chips and chocolate, uh, that's not good for you. You can talk to an animal and say, now, darling, you know, there's this, this and this. You can talking to people in the face they mm. have to have the want and the desire to change your behavior mm-hmm. um but with time reiki with um understanding with communication and with maybe tweaks in routine tweaks in understanding and perspective from the owner you know things can be hugely improved hugely um, that's brilliant 
dog with so what's the best way for people to contact you at this point in time either through social media or on my phone we're just building a website i say we i'm not building the website but <laughs> you have a team <laughs> building a website for me um which will be up and running hopefully before the end of the year so at present soul energy alchemy on social media links will be available and um just yeah. send me a message in messenger i'll put all the links below guys and um in all likelihood once i get around to editing this it'll probably go out <laughs> early part of next year anyway so your website yeah. will be out website <laughs> it will be there it will be there yes thank you thank you so much for your time it's been such an interesting conversation i've had it so much yeah thank you vicky it was an absolute pleasure to to meet you and get to know you a bit further and i hope everyone found this conversation useful helpful intriguing all the things and please if you love it share it comment in it it will be available on Vicky's website once it's up it, it will be available be, yeah. on my website I'll do all the show notes and I'll get further reading links from Vicky as well so um, yeah. networking yes the wonderful the network that is network. yes yeah great to have met you my love bless you and namaste namaste my darling take care